Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for booking your flight through Study Abroad Airlines. My name is Brittany, and I will be your Study Abroad Advisor. Your phone should be set on podcast mode. Please sit back and enjoy your flight. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Stan State Study Abroad podcast titled Warriors Abroad. My name is Sandra Luna, and I am the Study Abroad Ambassador on campus. Uh, for questions, you can email me at study underscore abroad at csustan.edu. So as you guys know, in every podcast, we cover different topics related to study abroad. And this month's topic is food abroad, which is really excited because food is amazing, right? Um, so Brittany, the director of study abroad, and I chose this topic because uh, a major reason why people travel all over the world is to try new and different foods. I personally love being a culinary tourist and uh, exploring the food and the flavor of different countries that I visit. So I think it's also one of the best ways to get to know the country that you're in. So today I have two guest speakers to interview, both of which studied abroad in countries that are both known for having very amazing dishes. So I'm gonna let you guys introduce yourself starting with Mache, and you guys can mention your name and where and when you studied abroad. Yes, thank you, Sandra. Uh, my name is Mache Venerable and I studied abroad in Bangalore, India in the, during the summer of 2018. And my name is Brittany Fentress and I studied abroad in China in <laughs> year. And then I studied abroad in Spain. I also taught English in South Korea, and I also got my graduate degree in England. Very well traveled. Um, yes, thank you guys. So as I've mentioned in past podcasts, I myself studied abroad in San Sebastian, Spain during the spring of 2017. Um, and San Sebastian is also known for having a really amazing gastronomical scene. Um, it was called uh, the food capital of the planet by topculturetip.com. That's something that I found on Google. So yeah, I can also kind of speak on the topic of food abroad throughout this interview. So today I have a series of 12 questions to present to you guys, um, some of which were submitted via our Instagram by um, Stan Speed students. So let's begin. The very first question, and I'll let you go first, Mache. It just asks, prior to your study abroad experience, what did you normally eat? Or what do you, what would you say your diet consisted of? Right. Um... I would say normally I would, I had a pretty um, diverse palate. Like I feel like I was introduced to a lot of um, variation of food. Um, so let me see, soul food. So a lot of, um, I ate actually a lot of meat too. Uh, I ate a lot of chicken, especially being a student athlete. There was just, I just had a lot of high protein and, and high carb diet. Um, so yeah, honestly, I, I could eat anything and, and everything. And I was very open to trying new things, um, but typically not as spicy. So like burgers or something, I don't know. <laughs> so when I was growing up, we pretty much lived off chicken strips and pizza and our pizza was pretty much just pepperoni. So we didn't branch out a lot. I mean... I still love those items, um, but since I studied abroad and the more I've traveled, the more diverse my palate has become. But when I went to China for the first time, like, I don't think I had had like a real authentic tomato. I'd had ketchup with my chicken strips, 
Um, <laughs> on that, not not a lot. Yeah, I only ever had Mexican food. Um, the only like maybe foreign or different food was we would have Chinese from that Lee's Chinese Kitchen in Modesto, which is very Americanized Chinese food as well. But yeah, I also like you, Mache. I had a lot of meat. It was a lot of chicken. We always had pork. It's very traditional in Mexican food. A lot of beef. But um, that's about it. Um, so the next question is, so um, you're already in your host country. So what are the general characteristics of the food of your host country? Is it mainly plant-based? Is it, you know, full of spices? Is it lots of soups or meats? If you can explain. Yeah, um, I have a short answer to this. Uh, a lot of spices, uh, a lot of spices. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a lot of, I would say, um, a lot of gravies um, and less meat. Um, so even on the menus, when you're ordering food, I don't know, like in America, we would have like on the menu it would say, oh, these are your vegan and vegetarian options, right? Kind of that little box in the corner of the menu where no one really looks at because there's the meat incorporated into a lot of American food. Mm -hmm. um, and in India on the menu, they have a little section for where there's meat options. So um, very um, like just a lot of uh, vegetarian options. Um, and really spicy. What do you mean by gravy? Like Thanksgiving gravy? Yeah, like a gravy stew where you you just top on with on like rice. Yeah, typically with with rice um, or, and with chicken that you can kind of mix it in if you wanted. Typically not over there. No one really added meat to it. It was just, you know, the gravy and vegetables. Um, and um, of course, um, added with uh like the bread so you have like the naan or um yeah yeah nice Brittany so the first time I went abroad it was in China and my program was unique and the fact that we didn't really stay in one specific area of China so where you're located has a big influence on your food so we first flew into Hong Kong a lot of seafood I grew up in Kentucky there. We did not eat the seafood <laughs> in Kentucky. Like you had catfish, but other than that, there wasn't a lot of seafood. So that was a big eye opening for me. Um, and then we went into like uh, Kunming. We spent about three weeks there. And in Kunming, um, it was more, I guess, um, like in the mornings we would have uh, steamed rolls or bread, it was kind of a little more chewy than traditional bread that you would have here. And then you would dip it in condensed milk, a lot of rice, a lot of meats, a lot of vegetables. Um, and then we went to Xi'an and then Beijing, we were back to seafood again, cause it was West coast. Um, so it was a lot of meats and you eat like everything. So like with the fish, um, the, the eyes are a delicacy. So you would eat whoever the, they were hosting um, would get to the honor of eating the eye of the fish. And so most of the time, like you would still have the heads attached. Um, did you eat it? I did not eat the eye. I was not, I think our uh, director, our program director, she was the one that got to eat the eye. Um, but like I ate duck, a lot of duck, a lot of birds. Um, yeah. But in all fairness, like I said before, I was a very picky eater. 
So I lost 20 pounds on my program because I was living off right white rice and um, yeah, the steamed rolls in the morning and fruit. I ate a lot of fruit too. So. Okay. Yeah. For me in Spain, it was a lot of fish and I'd only ever had shrimp before that was as, as fishy as I got. So yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of seafood, which I was not really into, <laughs> but that kind of um, leads us to the next question, which says, what was your first impression on the cuisine of your country? Michelle? Whew, um, definitely the spice. <laughs> uh, that was, I mean, you felt it everywhere. Um, it was just coming out of all of the pellets in my body um, where you are feeling the spices that um, I think the first, after the second day, I had to take a break. Uh, and this is the second day because I've only had um, authentic Indian food um, for one and a half days. And I, I really just, you know, ate some cereal for a couple of days so I can, you know, have a balance <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, found some peanut butter and some bread and just very, um, just so I can uh, kind of calm my stomach. I have a pretty sensitive stomach. And so going ham the first day probably wasn't the best idea. So that was my first impression was the spice, which my <laughs> spice palette before was fairly low, as I mentioned in the first question. So definitely a shock to my entire body. <laughs> right. As expected. Brittany? So my first impression, because I was expecting American Chinese food. So mm-hmm. I realized how much sugar and how Americanized Chinese food is in the U.S. So it was definitely an eye-opener. I wish I'd been more adventurous and I had tried more in China. And with each time I went abroad, I became more adventurous because in China, I just kind of stopped eating because it was too different for me. Um, But then the next summer when I studied abroad in Spain, my friend tricked me into eating octopus. She was like, I don't know the English word. And I was like, well, tell me the Spanish word. Maybe I'll know. And she's like, I don't know the Spanish word. And I'm like, you're a liar. <laughs> and so I tried it. Like I, I got more adventurous in Spain. I tried a lot more food there. Korea, in the beginning, it was kind of the China experience again. I stopped eating for a little bit. But then the longer I was there, because I was there for two years, by the end, I loved the food like loved it. And I learned I don't eat anything red because I'm not a spicy person. So if it's red, it's typically spicy. If it's orange, it probably could be spicy. (laughs) Um, But like in Korea, there's a lot of seafood, a lot of vegetables, a lot of meats. Carbs just aren't really big in China or um, in Korea other than rice. Um, So it was definitely a lot more, I would say, hearty food. My first impression of food in Spain was that it was very fancy because, you know, it's like very tapas style and and in San Sebastian, they call them pinchos. So um, every restaurant, they always have them in all these plates. And if you Google any pictures of the restaurants, they have, they basically set them up on the bar and they're always like, you know, in the little, the, uh, it's like the bread, the fancy food, fancy cheese or whatever on the stick and um, yeah, and I was like, Ooh, so fancy. And they're only like two euros. So I was like, wow, this is so nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought it was really fancy. Um, do you, Mache, by any chance, do you remember like 
what was the first meal that you ate when you got there? And like, how did that go? <laughs> was it good? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I actually, I don't remember the first meal. I do remember where I went though. We went to a buffet. So okay. I mean, there's a variety of South Asian cuisines that I could try. And, you know, the first day, like I said before, I tried it all <laughs> because <laughs> I'm excited and I was excited and um, probably should have taken it a little slower. Um, but yeah. And so that's really can't remember the exact dishes. It was just it was just a lot. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Brittany, do you remember? I do, because my first meal um, I remember my first meal in Korea and China. It's been too long. Um, I, I do remember I went to a 7-Eleven to the convenience store and I was trying to buy what I thought was a Sprite and it was not. It was more like a ginger based kind of drink, carbonated drink. It wasn't ginger ale, um, but the, the cans were all in Mandarin and I didn't speak Mandarin. Um, but when I lived in Korea, I remember my first meal there because I lived over a pizza parlor. And so I went downstairs. I didn't speak Korean. I pointed to the menu and they gave me a pizza. I went back upstairs and it was like a pepperoni and it had corn on it and it had something else. After that, I love corn on my pizza. That has come <laughs> back to me. It was all the foreign teachers. We all thought it was strange, but then we tried it and we're like, okay, all right, they're on to something. This is amazing. And a lot of my friends that I taught with, a lot of them still put corn on their pizzas. Is it baby corn? It's, it's like corn corn, like sweet corn. Oh. So it's like something you could get out of the can here and sprinkle it on your pizza and put it in the oven. It's good. I don't know why. Like I wouldn't, it just, cheese and corn. I just don't see that going together. But I can see it. You can see it? Yeah, yeah well, they do it in Mexican food. So I guess actually, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so out of all the things you eat, I know it's like hard to think about everything you ate, but um, what would you say is your most favorite dish or meal? Yeah, for me it would have to be the masala dosa, uh, which is, man, I wish I can show an image of it, but it's like a... Describe hmm. it to your best ability. Right. It's like a, I mean, so you have the, you have the, wow, I feel like I should know the name of the, it's a very specific bread, but it's like, hmm, it's basically filled with, it's like bread filled with um, potatoes, other like light vegetables. So you have some corn or beans or even, um, or even like uh, cauliflower that's in there and you like you can dip it in different types of like sauces and gravies it's really good it's really good um and I've only had it one other time since I've been back um yeah because they're they're for me it was pretty it's been pretty hard to find um yeah so that was was called again um masala dosa so I can yeah, yeah yeah that and um honey buns and when I say honey buns these are freshly made honey buns that you know how the honey buns here they're in the little you know wrapper they're all flat and sugary yes. Nah, these are just perfect 
fluffy honey buns. I would spend all of my money um, on some honey buns <laughs> and call it a day. Nice. That's what I miss about living abroad mm-hmm. because Korea, uh, China, Spain, everything was always so br- fresh. Yes. So if absolutely. you went to get bread at the bakery, it was made that day. And you can totally taste the difference. Like it's, oh, I miss that so much because you don't experience that. And also like Sandra was saying earlier, eating out and stuff is more of like an event, you know, which I think is why everything looks so fancy is because, you know, it's, it's not just, you're not just feeding yourself. It's a social occasion. Yeah, it's very social. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I remember feeling that too. Like everybody would like for lunch, your lunch break, you go and you hang out and you eat, but like over the counter and you're talking and stuff, which is very mm-hmm. interesting. Um, do you, so do you remember what your favorite meal is, Brittany? Yeah. So in um, China, my favorite meal was dumplings. Um, Cause I actually went to this restaurant where they specialize in dumplings and every dumpling it was like an a la carte type thing. So they would come around with different dumplings and they would be shaped and folded in different ways. So like one looked like a pig, one looked like a duck and they were all filled different meats and stuff. Um, And then when I came back, one of my friends actually taught me how to make dumplings. Um, But like my favorite dish in Korea, there was this restaurant, Canmore, I think it's gone out of business. And this might not be exclusively Korean, but it was a restaurant that focused on fruit and no joke. I ate there about twice a week. The lady knew me. We did not speak the same language, um, but I would just get, it was a bowl of fruit. It would have like some kind of like cereal in it with like a white cream on top. And I absolutely loved it. And so one day I talked my friend into having dinner with me. We go in there. I, the woman doesn't even ask me at this point what I want. She plugs it in. My friend orders something. She plugs it in. I go to pick it up and she points to one bowl and points at me and then points at the other bowl and points at my friend. And I'm like, that's strange. Cause apparently we ordered the same thing. Like I'm looking at it and there's not a lot of differences. We go sit down and we're like analyzing. And I had realized that she realized that I didn't eat the kiwi. So she'd leave the kiwi out and put extra strawberries in mine. And I didn't even Mm. notice it until my friend came with me. And when I left Korea, I took her a gift. Like, even though we couldn't talk, we had developed a relationship over our food. And that out of all the countries I've been to, that's my favorite dish because of the relationship I developed with the people who worked there. Because, you know, I was, I kind of stood out. I was the foreigner that came in twice a week and I'm sure they were sick of me, but (laughs) (laughs) they were always awesome. That's cute. I also did that, but with a coffee shop. And then when I went back to Spain after I went to go see her again too. And as soon as I walked in, I said, hi. And then she just looked at me. She said, hi. And I said, do you remember me? And she goes, Sandra. And she came out and hugged me and she had her uh, dish rags and she was just going like this, like shaking them. And I was like, oh, thank God you remembered me. Because I was like, what if it was just me thinking that, you know, we were friends? Um, So I really liked that too. As soon as I walked in, I was just like, hi. And she goes, oh, Sandra. So it's so nice. And it, it, it revitalizes my faith in humanity. Little instances like that when I'm abroad 
you see the good in people, you see that kindness crosses cultural relationships and barriers and stuff like that. And I mean, it just, whenever I go abroad and I come back home, I just feel better about mankind, you know? Mm-hmm. What would, sorry, with this question to be <laughs> going to different topic, uh, what would you say is the wildest thing that you ate or something that you, like you saw it and it looked not, you know, appetizing, something you wouldn't normally eat, but then you actually like liked it? I don't know if what I want to explain is necessarily, hmm, let me see, like looked funny. So I went to McDonald's, right? <laughs> um, Tell us. I love yeah. going to McDonald's in other countries. Same. Very interesting, especially how the menu changes um, to incorporate even some of the like uh, common sauces or foods into like subways or whatnot. Um, so they didn't have McChickens, but instead they had um, like McCurry chickens. Um, so Ooh. the sauce was instead of like a bunch of mayo uh it was and like lettuce on the mixed chicken if anyone here like likes eats mixed chickens um they put like vegetables with curry gravy um like a mixed chicken and like that was just a thing you know what I mean so I tried that I was like okay <laughs> so I ate it it was this fire it was great that was delicious so, yeah no would highly recommend uh <laughs> the McDonald's <laughs> in India Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know my biggest disappointment is that I never went to the McDonald's in France because I know they serve cupcakes and cake like a bakery yes what? yes in France and uh, my friend went and she sent me a picture and I was like are you kidding me it looks like like a, a patisserie or whatever that's called wow. and here it's just like can I get a Big Mac <laughs> yeah Brittany what about you so I chickened out. I wouldn't eat it. Um, but we, we were in China. They had scorpions on a stick in the street market. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, but like the wildest thing I had, I went to a restaurant with a friend. And a lot of, in a lot of Asian countries in Korea, it was like this. In China, it's like this. You order several dishes and then you share. So it's like a communal type thing. And so my friend's pointing out which ones are safe in terms of spiciness, because as my kids in Korea called me, I'm a baby. And she's like, this one's safe. And I'm like, okay. So I put some of it on my plate. I start eating it. And there's like this vegetable that I hadn't seen before. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, it's a vegetable. How bad can it be? No, it was a black pepper. It was so hot, water. I just un- involuntarily, I couldn't speak. My vocal cords were like numb. And I was just like dying. And I'm like, water, water, or milk, milk, milk. Cause I had read somewhere that water makes spicy food worse. So I'm like, milk, milk, milk. And she hands me the water. I'm like, no, milk, milk, milk. And so she orders <laughs> the milk and gets me the milk. And no joke, it took me about 15 minutes to calm down. And she was like, what did you eat? And I was like, I ate something like that. And she goes, oh, no, that's spicy. And I was like, you told me that dish was safe. And it was like a chicken stir fry type dish. And the rest of it was, but that was not. And even though that was incredibly (laughs) painful, 
after that, my my spice tolerance had definitely gone up with that one bite. It was it was so <laughs> horrible, but it, it was also so funny. Whoa, that's an experience. Yeah, yeah it was awful. Uh, for me, I think maybe the wildest thing that I ate, um, I had a friend who worked in a very popular restaurant there in San Sebastian and, um, he was just sending his dishes for free. And we were like, no, no, we can't pay for this. You know, we could only buy the pinchos because they're like two, three euros. And he was like, no, don't worry. Take the plate. And he like sent us like four or five plates. And he, we, so we didn't know what it was because we didn't order it. So we were just trying stuff. And I ended up having that duck pate thing. Or duck, maybe it was like duck liver, something, something that I would never have ordered. So this doesn't really have to go with the other question, you know, that says, was it an appetizing and you actually liked it? I did not like it. <laughs> uh, it's just it's something wild that I ate because I would never have ordered that here. And honestly, I would never have ordered it there either. But it was, it, it's just because he sent it to me. So I got to try it. But I remember out of the five dishes, it was all five dishes I would never have ordered myself. And they were, four of them were really good, actually. Um, and then just that, that one duck liver, I think it was, that I um, can't say that I liked. Uh, maybe somebody also liked it. But I think it was just the texture. It was very, it wasn't meat. It was an organ, for sure. It tasted like an organ. I would not recommend it for anybody. Um, but yeah, that was the wildest thing that I ate. Um, and the next question is a short one, so you can just answer. What was your favorite snack or beverage? Um, I would say it's called chot. Um, and so they're just like a, it's a crunchy cup with little, uh, sweet bean type things. And you just put some, some other sauce in it and you just eat it. And it's a nice little snack. And of course, honey buns. Mm, good. Brittany? Yes. My favorite was, and these were in Korea too, there were little yogurts. Like they weren't even yogurts. It was like a, not a sour milk, but it was more sour than milk. And it was a gentler dairy based, like little, I mean, it's itty bitty, the size of it. Mm. Um, but a lot of kids would drink it. And I really enjoyed that. I'm not a milk drinker, but I would go and get one of those every day after class. Um, and then in England, okay, the chips in English, England. And they will call them crisps. They have the most unique flavors. Also, Korea has a lot of seafood-based flavors that you wouldn't think of. But they have sweet Thai chili chips. Oh, my gosh. Anytime I run by a foreign grocery store, I go in and I check to see if they have those in stock. Because they are absolutely amazing. So if anyone goes to England, go get some of those chips. Um, <laughs> no, dude. But okay. yeah, those are the big ones. Spain, honestly, I don't think they ever really had any snacks because they don't have like convenience stores the way we do here. Um, so I remember seeing ham chips because they have a lot of ham. And I was like, ham? I was like, ham's is for sandwiches and not for chips. So I never I never actually tried them. Um, but my favorite beverage is cafe con leche, which does taste different than the way we make coffees here in America. They're very like sugary here. I um, Yeah, like a lot of, lot of milk lots of creamer lots of sugar lots of syrups and over there it was just coffee and milk and I yeah I liked it so much that I would go to that same coffee shop like you know probably four times a week and that's why I got to know that lady <laughs> um because it was just so good so I always had my cafe con leche and outside of my class also they had a machine 
that dispensed tiny cafe con leche. That was literally like, um, you know, those teeny tiny cups that they give you at the dentist for you to like swish that pink stuff, like that size. So I would go and I would put half of a euro. I put half of, so like basically the equivalent to like 50, 60 cents in a little machine. It would give me a tiny cup and then it would dispense a little uh, cafe con leche. And I would just walk to class and it, it was just, you know, it's practically nothing. I could probably take it like, you know, like a little shot or something, but I like to have a lot of cafe con leche there. Um, but the next question says, um, did you guys eat any street food? This is a great question for you, Mache. Um, and what, what was it like? And if you liked it? Right. Uh, so I actually did not eat any street food. We were, and I wanted to, there were so many days where I wanted to, and I almost did. Um, but then I thought about how sensitive my stomach was, um, but that was actually a strong recommendation from our, um, like a residency um, advisor uh, to not eat the street food uh, just because by the amount of time that will be there, it's something that has to be kind of worked up to. Um, so I actually did not eat any street food. So we had the same situation in China. We weren't supposed to eat the street food. Um, but when I went to Korea, we would often eat the street food and they would have like a large variety of stuff. Um, a lot of times you'd be able to find like dumplings or they had um, rice cakes that were like dipped in like a red sauce or whatever. Um, there was always gimbap, kimchi, different types like that. Um, but my favorite was, I mean, it's still very Americanized. Um, but I would go, there was a place that made like hot waffles and then they would put like a white kind of marshmallow spread on it and drizzle honey over it. Oh, it was so simple, but it was so good. I would go get it like once a week. It was so good. In England, there was a market every Saturday in like the town square. And there was like a meat vendor there. And you could buy all this exotic meat and burgers. So I had like kangaroo, I had deer, I had, I think alligator or crocodile. I don't remember which one, um, but every once a month, my friend and I would go and we would try a different, we would split a sandwich because like I said before, I'm not a huge meat eater, but we were like, oh, we got to be able to say that we could eat this or we've had this or we've tried this. So um, that was one of the cool things. And then they also had I can't say it because of my accent, but mulled wine. Yeah. I don't drink a lot of alcohol. I'm not a big fan of it, but this wasn't like a super strong alcohol, but it was wine with all these spices. It was almost like a British chai. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it was wine based, but it was warm and it had all these different seasonings and spices in it. And you could usually get it around Christmas time. They'd have it in the market and it was very delicious. And, you know, I'm not a tea drinker, but being in England definitely warmed me up to warm drinks like tea and mulled wine and stuff like that. Hmm, that sounds good. Um, what would you, so it's more about money now. What would you say the average meal price is for, um, like if you're going out for lunch, dinner, how do you, how much do you think it would cost? Um, so 
the Indian rupee uh, compared to the dollar is very low. Um, so you can get obviously like a, a lot more for your buck. Um, and so to translate it to like American dollars, it would probably be less than three, less about $2 for an average meal. Um, I would say if you're going to have like a, if typically we go out, go out to restaurants and we have like a three, four course meal, that would be probably around $7 per person, if that, and that's probably a, a stretch. Um, Is that including drinks? Oh yeah. Every, all, yeah. All of it. I mean, wow. I, I, I mean, we, yeah, I, um, I would just drink water. Um, but, uh, so I, I'm only speaking for myself. Uh, so, but I would eat a lot of dessert, dessert and I definitely get the appetizers. Like I'd treat myself when we go out. Um, and so, yeah, um, I think it would be equivalent to, to about uh, $7. That's really good. Brittany? Yeah. So it really depends if you go and get foreign food, like if you go to, uh, like in Korea, we would go to this Italian restaurant if you went to a Mexican restaurant, it was crazy expensive because the items usually had to be imported. They were hard to find. So those were always more expensive. But like whenever I go to the porridge shop to get food, we're talking like $4, maybe five um, for the whole meal. And the same with um, if I went to a dumpling restaurant, usually it was based on how many dumplings, but I would usually eat at around $5. You know, so it wasn't that bad. England was more expensive. No matter where you went, it was usually on the expensive side to eat out. Um, right. So, yeah, Korea and, and, uh, and China, they weren't that expensive. So, For in Spain, it really depends. When I went out, I never spent a lot of money because, again, pinchos are like $2 each. And then they would have this event with for like for two, it was called Pincho Pote, for two euros or three euros, you got a snack and a drink. So um, I would say if you're eating like a student, like I did, um, the average meal price to go out in Spain, surprisingly, is probably about like less than $10 also. So it's pretty affordable. Um, so the next question says, um, what is something that you would recommend to someone uh, to eat if they visit the country that you studied abroad in? Definitely masala dosas. <laughs> I think that was kind of an all-time all favorite for a lot of us, um, especially in my program. Like it would just, that's how we would bond just over, hey, y'all down to just go get some masala dosas this morning. <laughs> that was just the thing. So, or honey buns. Uh, I definitely got to get the honey buns because honey buns are masala dosas. I always advocate for those too. Uh, definitely go check it out if in you, if you're in, in uh, India, um, Bangalore, uh, or anywhere in India, they uh, they have it most places. Um, and so that's what I recommend. Good, Brittany. So for me, I would recommend like a specific dish in Korea. Go get galbi. I love galbi. It's like um, you can you can find restaurants in the U.S., but it's not as good. But there's um, a grill in the center of the table and you'll order different meats and you'll cook the meats on the grill. And then they'll have all these small side dishes that you can mix with the meat and the rice and stuff like that. And you eat it like as a communal meal. It's so good. I'm not a big meat eater, 
but everything I had on there was amazing. Um, but my recommendation to students is don't ask what you're eating, just eat it and find out after. Um, because like I said before, I was a picky eater, but if I could go back in time and do it all again, I wish I hadn't thought so much about what I was eating and focused more on the taste and trying it and giving it a shot. Because the older I get, got, the more I traveled, um, the more I appreciated different tastes and styles and things like that. So don't ask what you're eating. Just try it. Either you like it. If you don't, you just don't keep eating it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my big regret and recommendation more than a dish. It's just try it. I totally agree. I think, like I said in my story, I wouldn't have tried any of those things had they not been sent over to me. So I think that's the good motto when it comes to food in other countries, just try it and you know, you might like it. Um, the next question says, um, since you've come back now, have you been to, um, Mache for you, an Indian restaurant or Brittany for you? Have you been to a Chinese, a Korean or a British restaurant since retreating from studying abroad? And how would you say the food of your host country compares to the food that um, is prepared here in America? Right. And yes, I have. So actually prior to going to uh, India, I would uh, definitely eat a lot of Indian food probably every other week. I really love Indian food or at least American Indian food is what I thought. Um, and um, when I came back and tried that same Indian food, it was very off. There's just the spices that they use uh, in India that they have access to in India. Um, you know, it, it obviously changes the taste significantly um, in the spices and um, just the flavor. So eating it here, you can tell that it's very, I mean, um, it's like that Americanized taste. It's um, a lot, I'll order spicy because now, I, you know, at the time I could handle it a little more just coming back. Uh, and um, like the spicy here is, I got it. <laughs> now, you know, so uh, yeah, I, I definitely have, I, I would say just, you know, those very significant spices that um, restaurant, Indian restaurants don't have access to, that makes a big difference. Okay, Brittany? So Chinese restaurants, yeah, I still eat them. And at the time, like I said before, I was too picky to really appreciate it. But since I was in Korea longer, I, it's been hard to find a good Korean restaurant. There's one in the Bay Area. I absolutely love it. It's expensive, but it's worth every penny because it's very close to authentic. Um, but usually whenever I go into a Korean restaurant, I mentioned that I've studied abroad in Korean or in Korea, and then usually they'll give me less Americanized Korean. So mm -hmm. I like to kind of bring that up and be like, I really appreciate authentic Korean food. And then usually it's a little bit closer though, as they say, fix it. <laughs> Did you say that restaurant was called? The one in, um, in the Bay Area? Mm-hmm. Um, something bowl. It's Bold. That's what it is. It's Bold. And it's in, if I remember correctly, it was in Oakland or Berkeley. And it was like, I think this street that connects them. I can't remember the name, but it's a pretty 
um, popular street. It was so good. I need to go again. Nice. So, okay. Yeah, okay. British, sorry. I was just going to say British restaurants. There aren't really any. Right. <laughs> just pubs, okay. British pubs, but it's just fish and chips. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we have our final question, which just says, have your tastes changed since you studied abroad? Uh, yeah, I, I think significantly after uh, my, again, spice tolerance definitely um, went up and um, came back here and there wasn't a lot of spicy things that I, before I thought were really spicy. And I think just my palate, I, since I was introduced to a lot of new flavors, um, it, it definitely made tasting a lot of things very different too. So I just, I felt like you know, my palate expanded and things just tasted a little better. Good. Brittany? I would agree um, because like before, my meat was limited to chicken um, and now I eat pork. Now I love eating red meat in Europe. I typically won't eat meat. I typically won't eat it in the U.S., but red meat in Europe, the way they cook it has a lot of flavor um, so I, and I eat a lot of vegetables. I was a vegetarian for about five years, which my whole family didn't comprehend and understand, but <laughs> I did it to force myself to cr get creative and try new food and stuff like that in the U S because when you're surrounded by chicken and pizza all the time, it's easy to flow back into your old habits. And so I've definitely become more adventurous and having a desire to try things now. Nice. For me, my only thing that's changed is that I eat fish now. I, <laughs> I never had really eaten fish before. And now I like I love fish tacos here. And like me making on my own, I never would have done that, like, you know, before I studied abroad. Um, but because I had so much fish all the time in Spain, um, you know, it was like, at some point, you had to try it. And they're really famous for their bacalao, um, which I think is just cod here. But um, yeah, I, uh, I, I eat fish now. <laughs> so that's the only difference. Um, but now we've reached the end of the interview. So at this point, I kind of just ask you guys, if you have any last remarks that you want to add about the podcast, um, if you don't, that's okay. But if you do, feel free to add any last remarks. Okay. No, I definitely appreciate this opportunity, of course. Um, I would say to anyone traveling uh, abroad to India specifically, um, take it easy with the food, you know, don't, don't go ham and too excited uh, on your first day. It's not going to feel good the next day. Um, you know, I'm speaking from experience. So um, but yeah, definitely enjoy. Nice. Okay. Well, um, thank you, Mache and Brittany for joining us and telling us about your experience. Um, I hope listeners who are planning to study abroad or people who would just like to travel, learn something today and are inspired to travel somewhere new to try some really good food. Join us next month where we will be discussing the topic of the first generation college student experience and how it relates to studying abroad. So goodbye, everybody. Thank you. flying with Study Abroad Airlines. We hope you enjoyed your flight. If you have a connecting flight, you can find them at eie.csustand.edu slash studyabroad or email us at study underscore abroad at csustand.edu.